They were the heroes from the future. Teenagers protecting the universe from those that would sow the seeds of chaos. Each had unique powers and abilities. And though they often had their differences, they came together to save the day as the Legion of Superheroes. Now you can be a part of their adventures and learn the history of the future in the Legion Clubhouse. This week on the Legion Clubhouse, my mighty axe will split your ears on this podcast. Tales of the Legion of Superheroes number 318, Shadows of the Future Past. Published December 1984, written by Paul Levitz with art by Terry Shoemaker. Synopsis, the strongest legionnaire faces the one foe he can't punch, his own mind. Oh, Matthew, got a question for you. Uh, okay, hit me. Got a question for you. Uh, we end up with a villainess. She's on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's not, she's a more of an aquamarine as opposed to a blue color. That's how you can tell the hill right. people from the city people. Lothar is she, of the hill. Do you think that she is a precursor for Gamora? I don't. In her uh, style and her attitude and, and everything. Gamora first appeared in 1975 in the pages of Strange ah, Tales. okay. I thought Gamora came after um, for some reason, but okay. Yeah, no, no Gamora dates back to the uh, Jim Starlin stuff on Strange Tales, which would have been, yeah, like a good 10 years before this. Now, is she, is she like based on Gamora? I will not say she's not, because that is literally the skin tone that Gamora has in the comics. And also her, her torn sort of lingerie costume definitely feels very Gamora. Yeah. That's what, that's why I just, you know, when I saw the cover and then when you read more about uh, lady memory throughout these two issues that we're getting to this week, it's like, Mm -hmm. I get, I get a lot of Gamora vibes from this. And so that's why uh, I asked that question. So yeah, Gamora in 75 was a, an assassin. Yeah. Who would like stab you in the face and then you would die. So yeah. I can definitely see her having an influence on Lady Memory. I think you're, you know, you just had your timeline back yeah. then. Uh, speaking of timelines, man, we have some Legion members who are lost. We have some mm-hmm. Legion members who are on maternity leave. We have some yep. Legion members that are out making out on the far corners of the galaxy, which means <laughs> that it's time for new member recruitment or not, no, you know. Not. It's not. Uh, the The Legion has become an ineffective bureaucracy, Matthew. It really has. And there's so much hostility in this opening scene. And, you know, this is something that Levitz has always done. But here it feels very dysfunctional because we have this moment where we're like, da, 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 and then Colossal Boy's like, all right, guys, can we get this started? And then White Witch says something and Wildfire's like, hey. The crazy yeah. lady said The cray cray lady is not talking nonsense no more. <laughs> and then Timberwolf is like, well, we only have 14 members. And she's like, well, your mathematical wizardry is well known, Timberwolf. I'm just like, why are they so hateful? Yeah. And why is this the first time that we've heard that a wildfire is a mathematical genius? Shouldn't Brainiac 5 have <laughs> brought this up at least a couple of times before? Well, wildfire, you may remember, is in fact like a interstellar cartographer. But I think it's... Honestly, I understand the stress that they're under. And I understand that this is either, I think this is immediately after the war with the LSV. So they are definitely stressed. But Cosmic Boy stands up and is like, we need new members, you idiots. 
get some new members. And Starboy's like, well, we can't find any decent members. And Cosmic Boy is like, well, if I'd have been using your rules when I was trying to put you in here, none of you schmucks would have made it either. And and I find that very uh, put downing both on the uh, Legion of Substitute Heroes, which, you know, they yeah. didn't get in for a variety of different reasons, but also yeah. for their, their school of upcoming uh, Legion recruits. Uh, that is very put downing because there have been, what's it been like five years since uh, these guys have been having uh, uh, the recruit Legion and we haven't seen one yeah. of them move up in the ranks. No. And the, the interesting thing about this whole mess is Cosmic Boy is absolutely right. We've seen three people join, each of them under extraordinary circumstances. Right. Since like 1977, which right. is three leadership terms, essentially. Yeah. And the fact that it's Starboy shooting, Starboy shooting down these young heroes as not ready for membership. You remember Starboy who joined the team, lost all of his powers, spent six months in a coma, then got thrown out for murdering a guy only to come back in and get readmitted under a loophole with his girlfriend. And I'm just like, it's, it's really, really frustrating to see this team uh, with this much backbiting and acrimony and nonsense. I mean, Dream Girl is mean to Invisible Kid. Dream Girl is mean to Timberwolf. Dawnstar is mean to Wildfire throughout this whole segment. It's it's not just an ineffective bureaucracy. You know why? It's a toxic workplace. You, you know why? Why's that? Uh, because Saturn Girl isn't here. And I have this theory that for probably since the very beginning, she has used her <laughs> psychic powers to suppress the 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 snipiness of of the members <laughs> so that they could get along and get things done and now that she's gone everybody suddenly starts to uh forget that they were assigned five dysfunctions of a team as part of their reading assignment when they joined the uh, legion of uh, superheroes so yeah that's that's my you know theory is need? that saturn girl has been uh suppressing suppressing all of their urges what they really need is sanford from uh sanford you know, and son Clerk, Elizabeth, no, who comes here, in, I'm like, coming, Saturn girl. Oh, do what you want, do what you want, but you're living in denial and suppressing rage, <laughs> MFR. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, that's that's what the problem with the Legion is. And you are right because they go through this whole mess. They're like, we need new members, and then it's like, meanwhile, on Telloc Eight, yeah, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they 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 just kind of brush past this whole thing. Except it allows them to insert, and this is what I was talking about on the last episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. Here in this issue, they're saying, hey, go see the current companion magazine uh, to find out what's going on. And it's like, oh, perfect. That is what they should have done two issues ago so that people knew what was going on. And so I'm wondering if if there was a dip in sales or the launch of the other Legion of Superheroes comic was not as high as they thought. And so now they were forced to put this in there so that they would alert people to say, hey, go seek out this companion book. Legion Volume 3 was literally the most successful comic to date when it launched. Maybe it wasn't as much as they wanted it to be. It was an incredible success. It was more successful. I mean, it was just boom, crazy successful. Yeah. It was breaking records, man. I mean, this is like people were like, oh, I want that Legion book, man. Well, they were breaking records because the CD had come out and nobody wanted to listen to records anymore. Not in 1984, it hadn't. Pretty sure the Beatles' uh, first CDs no. were out in 84. The Beatles 
first yeah. CDs were out in 84. Are you high? I'm pretty sure. Are you? Are Meanwhile, you on Taloc 8, no, no, eight. no longer on Taloc, uh, Talos 7. It's always uh, on Taloc 8. The, Grev Malor is back. You remember Grev Malor, right, Matthew? I, I remember Grev Malor. Yeah. The Shadow Kid. Yeah. Yeah, Tasmia's cousin. Yeah, what's he doing? Thinks, thinks in exposition. Boy, it sure is good that I'm here back in our home planet of Talak 8. Ha ha. I'm looking into this whole situation. Ha ha. There are these weird rebels in the hills. Ha ha. But fortunately, my cousin Shadowlass, who is an active legionnaire. Ha ha. Uh, by the way, watch closely because from this point forward, Talakians all have pointy ears. But yes, hmm. Grev has quit the Legion Academy yeah. and gone back to Talak 8. And on Talak 8, he is basically playing super spy for these groups of insurgents who are hiding in the mountains and the deserts around the cities of Talak 8. But wouldn't they know that he's not one of them because his skin color is different? Well, he is blue. Uh, yeah. And Lady, Lady Memory is the first, to my knowledge, the first time we see a uh, member of the Talakian race. I thought Who all of the green? other I thought all of the other um hill people were also that light green color. Unless I am misremembering it, this is the first time we see anyone from Talak who's not powder blue. No, oh, okay. But Lady Memory and the people in the hills have green members. And you know, it does give this whole thing about people who have been ejected from society and people who are marginalized a different sort of yeah. tone when you yeah. look at that oh, because man. everybody in the the ruling class is blue yeah and the people in the hills yeah i need to roll in green. with my machine that will change everybody's color so that they're well, all just, blue just and put then, a star on their belly button that'll be fun. well that's what i was saying if i can make everybody the same color of blue then you know the hill people will be the same as the city people but then the city people that's, will get upset and then they'll want to be aquamarine and oh man maybe I'm just that's be right what happened. in the box that's what happened the guy <laughs> showed up with the pointy ear machine yeah and the blue people got all pointy ears, but then the green people got pointy ears too, and now they're mad. And Lady Memory, the priestess of Maximal, is going to kill them all with sticks. What's the deal with the the skeleton thing? I never got. Is she doing a spell or something? Is that what's going on? I didn't. Uh, it looks. I didn't like, understand why there was a skeleton dancing around in the smoke. I believe that it's uh, her dead ancestor. Oh, so okay. it's like She's somebody channeling. from. Her, Right. She's using that skeleton either as like a focal point of her power or somehow summoning that skeleton. She may be a necromancer. I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, but then before Grev Malor can do anything, <laughs> no. uh, the persuader shows up and slices through darkness, which yes. I, mean, I guess. I mean, that's we've so seen dumb. him cut through I gravity. Know. I know. We've it's so dumb. Cut through it. I mean, the really sad part is they never show you the points where he's hanging out with, uh, you know, the, the Emerald Empress. She's all depressed and he uses his axe to cut, cut through, through her the, mental the, illness. The yeah. Can you set like, the, oh. so the thing is, if you set the axe down, mm -hmm. a blade end, I don't know why you would mm -hmm. do that. But if you set the axe just, blade down, would yeah, it just, it just slice all the, the way through the planet? Yeah, we just cut through the whole. I don't know. I feel like. Or do you, you have to have intent? Haft, you have to you have to have intent when you swing the axe. If you look at the haft, there is a handle. Yeah. Which makes me think that it does require you to like actually grab the handle to activate 
the atomic mm. fribble bibble. Now, the thing is, the Persuader's Axe is established as an ancient weapon. Sure. It is, it's actually from the, uh, the time of World War VII, which at this point is in the past. Right. So it's really the equivalent of him running around with like a, you know, a yeah, cutlass yeah. that he found on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, but, but it slices through I also everything. want to point out something important. The Talakians, not to be confused with the Tarakians, the Talakians live in the hills. Yeah. And wear lots of like animal furs and yeah. kind of like, they have a rustic, um, like an aboriginal existence. But Persuader, who has that shiny silver armor with the red gloves and his glow-in-the-dark flying axe, Normally, he looks a little bit like, you know, if Iron Man got really, really drunk. But if you, well, I mean, he sorry, did for like wow, that's a good many, point. many issues. In fact, they did and a whole then thing designed, where he designed had to dry armor. Out. Oh, okay. that's a good point. But yeah, but he wears like a bearskin rug over his armor and it looks so stupid. It looks so goofy to see shiny silver future guy. With like a bearskin rug for a cape, it's it gets so it gets cold in those mountains, and I, uh, that's all the hill people does. have to offer him. But it's when you would think that he would be able to slice through the cold. You remember when we complained about that three issue arc with the genies oh, and yeah. everything? It's like, oh, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Arabia, and I'm like, no, that's wrong. And then they're like, and the everything Arabia. in the 30th century, yeah, and everything in the 30th century in this undefined country somewhere looks like third century stuff yeah from yeah. you know ugh. yeah it's dumb you know what else is dumb uh aaron who can't go outside because she's freaked out about uh element lad i just can't yeah, do anything siobhan is is weirdly codependent yeah that's really and, weird yeah she and and uh jen have been dating for like a minute at this point yeah like one or two issues yeah it's nothing i don't like it yeah it's really crazy but, but then Gigi is like, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to hit on a married dude. Bye. Which is really weird, right? It's just like, what? I, I don't understand what's going on with that. And of course, they don't spell it out here because she gets uh, snatched, snatched up by um, uh, what's his face? Colossal boy. Yeah. But I, what I think they're doing is Gigi and is Colossal probably boy secretly. Uh, uh-huh. the, the Durlin in disguise could be. I also think that, you know, they're trying to like, they're trying to set a soap opera seed here of is colossal boy Gee. doing something inappropriate with, you know, Gigi Cusimano when his girlfriend is out of town. I think they're married. His wife. his wife. Yeah. His wife is out of town. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe that's maybe, maybe she's really the, uh, the Durlin in disguise. We'll have to find out. But also this is just like, this is just like that, um, thing from a couple of issues ago, a couple of episodes ago where, uh, somebody shows up and says, oh yeah, the, the, the creepy guy shows up and is like, I want to recruit you into my sex club. And she's like, ooh, and then that's all we got from that. So maybe this is a play on that. Maybe they've all been infected. Ooh, maybe this turns into a, uh. A pod people thing where everyone's been infected. Yeah, I don't think any of that happens. Ah, Darn. It'd be cool if it it is. It is kind of indicative of how fractured this issue is. You know, we've talked about some of these in between issues really do have a lot going on. And this one kind of does because they're, you know, everyone's trying to figure out where are the the lost legionnaires. We get Monel sitting in his quarters, just like going through tapes 
or looking looking at the illegal science police uh, cameras that they have mounted on every planet to try yeah. and find his lost friend. I mean, you know, when when you live in a in a uh, uh, camera straight state, everything is you're always always on. Yeah. Uh, England, our, our good friends in London can tell us all about that. Yeah, yep, I get it. Uh, but then, of course, we have the brainiac doing his brainiac. I'm going to fix Dawnstar's powers, but no. Yeah, that's some that's something weird. Uh, that, that's that's kind of weird too. But then before we get to that, though, Monel and uh, Shadow Lass, mm-hmm. Shadow Lass has come in. Hey, uh, do you remember my cousin Grev Malor uh, <laughs> that last appeared uh, 37 issues ago? And Monel's like, Yes, Grev I was trapped in like- the. F- Four issues ago. I was trapped in the Phantom Zone for a thousand years. I see everything and I remember everything. That may be a plot point for the next issue, everyone. What can I do? And she's like, well, I haven't heard from him in a hot minute. Uh, So how about we go looking (laughs) for him? And so they fly off to uh, to Talok 8. Talok 8. Where the hill people are winning thanks to the Persuader's Mighty Axe. And the powers of Lady Memory. What are her powers again? Creole Lady Memory. Lady Memory has the ability to futz with your memories. Mm, That may be important. She has the ability to block memories or restore memories or like unlock and force you to deal with your memories, which that'd be very bad. It's a good thing nobody in the Legion has a whole bunch of memories that they've been repressing at times when they were tortured for several centuries. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what's Brainiac doing to Dawnstar? He's like got her chained up and he's like trying to do crazy experiments on her. He is trying to use the technology of the Legion to bolster her tracking ability so that it has a greater range so she can find the missing Legionnaires. And throughout this sequence, one thing is clear. I'm pretty sure Timberwolf is getting dumber. Yeah. No, he's a mathematical whiz. Is he? That's what they said at the beginning of this issue. You're a mathematical I, whiz. And he's like, whoops, I'm I tripped and sure dropped this five-ton piece of uh, aluminum. And then he flips and kicks it right into place. Yeah. Kick flip. Yeah. Uh, kick. Yeah. 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 You're an idiot. Anyway, Monel shows up and Shadowless <laughs> is super ineffective. And he puts a stop to the rebellion by digging a giant ditch, punches some people yeah. out. And then Lady Memory is like, look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. And then we get to see uh, General Zod, the one that got killed in a in a pocket universe, show up in his memory. Not yet. That hasn't happened. Yeah, I know, but it will. That's It's a foreshadowing, Matthew. Oh, well, speaking of foreshadowing, <laughs> this issue does not have it, but perhaps in the next issue, there will be some foreshadowing to events yet to come. If you enjoy the show, we would appreciate your support. You can find out more and become a Legion Clubhouse member at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Tales of the Legion of Superheroes number 319. Tiff Memory Should Fail. Published January 1985. Written by Paul Levitz with art by Terry Shoemaker. Synopsis. Monel's memories have driven him mad and set him against his own team. And by events yet to come, I am talking about the <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earths, Infinite Earths. Uh, tie-in uh, once more. Yes. Yes, yeah. it happens. Yeah. 
I'm with you. Yeah. I do like the fact that the Legionnaires are, oh, what are we going to do? We're too short. And then they're like, okay. No, I think they're all average powerful. height. I don't think that they're too short. The only one that would make them feel short is is Colossal Boy. I hate him. <laughs> anyway, they're like, we're going to send our most powerful member out to like the cosmic I mean, which, equivalent of, I mean, if of you were Montgomery, short, Alabama. No, seriously. If if there was a if there was a war going on and you were yes. short staffed, I would yes. probably send Monel as well because he would be able to go and wipe up that mess pretty effectively by himself until he meets uh, Memory Lady and she memory. sends him and unlocks all of his repressed memories. From the thousands of years that he spent in the Phantom Zone. Not once. Now you notice that not once. He's just like freaking out about the memories. They burn. They burn. And not once is he focusing on the fact that Superboy exposed him to lead and condemned him to the Phantom Zone for a thousand years. Not once does that come up. That is a repressed guilt memory. And I do have to admit there is one really screamingly funny moment in this issue where Mon flies up and like 50 guys lift up their, their guns. And oh, that was in the previous issue. Just, yeah. 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 He yeah. just stands there yeah. and he's just like, take, oh, your, take yeah, your best shot. Ahead. Yeah. Get it out of your systems. Yeah. yeah uh, the other thing, that, the other thing that. that I think is very funny in the opening of this issue, it's like, Hey, there's a civil war going on. Uh, we've canceled all of your insurance policies. If you go within that zone, <laughs> which is just like, oh yeah, that's 30th century bureaucracy. They just, even if you're just like, what if a, what if you're just flying, you're on a cruise and you just happen to be passing through that area when the civil war starts and you like come out and you get home and you find out all of your insurance policies have been canceled. That would suck. Uh, I'm Marlon Perkins from Mutual Orando. Yeah. Don't go there or we won't insure you anymore. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they zapped on stars brain. Mm-hmm. So hard, which I think is a a really good fifties movie. Yeah, they zapped Don Star's brain, and so she gets a brief glimpse of something, but she's not mm-hmm. locked on to anything or where they could be. And so we've <laughs> got to spend an entire another issue, hopefully in the future, of Brainiac Five going. Oh, let me tweak it some more. Let me tweak it some more. Let me tweak it some more. But there is something yet. coming. This is this is actually setting up something. Oh yeah, I'm uh, sure. In the next couple of issues, it's I just am sure something terrible. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, the rest of the issue is: Hey, everybody, we gotta beat up Monel because he's out of control, and we need to subdue him. And so, some people subdue him, and then uh, Superboy shows up with the Phantom Zone projector, and. <laughs> Uh, that instantly snaps him out of it because, oh, no, I don't want to be sent into the Phantom Zone again. Not by Superboy, the person who sent me into the Phantom Zone because he poisoned me. I'm definitely not mad about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, too much past. There's too much past in my head. Yeah. I, um, okay, here's the thing. It. I like it. So we get a little Superboy thing. We get a little bit more of Memory Lady, who I'm sure she's going to stick around for a while and be a recurring villain for for the Shadows people. Uh, we get a little thing going on with amplifying Dawnstar's power, which should be interesting. The persuader is taken down. We get to see a little bit more with um, uh, what's his name uh, going undercover uh, with Dev the, M. Uh, yeah, Dev the M. knave from Krypton. Yes, with the uh, the what is it? The dark circle is who, who he's going uh, undercover yep. with. And that's about it. I mean, I'll be honest. 
these two issues are kind of a letdown in a way. I mean, there's a lot going on. So some people will be like, oh, yeah, I like it. There's a lot of action going on. Everybody's beating up Monel. Everybody's getting their aggressions out. Monel is trying to deal with things that happened to him for a thousand years. None of us will ever be able to understand or comprehend. So we're just going to beat him senseless uh, until he comes comes around. But mm-hmm. these two issues, I think, are super, super weak in comparison to what we got uh, in the in the ongoing series, the Legion of superheroes volume three that's going on in the same time. And it just, I don't know. Part of me feels like with these two issues. Now I know the previous episode we were talking about the, the, those issues were fine, but with these two issues, it kind of feels like, Hey, everybody let's package the best in our premium series and Mm -hmm. just, you know, get some filler or something. So we can say we have a second Legion book out there. It doesn't have to be great. Just put something out. So that we right. have it out on the stands for those yokels that don't have a comic book store yet. And the so, A show and the B show. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just thought these were really weak and it feels like it's being done on purpose. I think that there may be a method to that madness. And I feel like Cosmic Boy's blow up last issue is part of it. Because we are building up to the first real membership drive in years on the mm-hmm. region. But it does. And, you know, this really does call out a lot of the weaknesses of the team because Timberwolf is not the brightest bulb at the bottom of the barrel. Starboy is equally dumb, but also stubborn. Colossal boy knows that he's a bag of hammers, but he's a, you know, a really friendly bag of hammers. So everybody loves him. If I were anywhere in the United planets and they're like, there's a disaster, who's going to save us? Colossal boy, Starboy, and Timberwolf. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I guess because and they are. They are these. These are not people. I feel like that the Legion has has people missing. There are enough missing people at this point to where they're really missing some of their facilitators. And I think it's intentional. I think that the lack of Element Lad and the lack of Saturn Girl and you know Chameleon Boy being off and doing his thing really is designed to kind of call out the fact that the Legion has over the last, you know, maybe 10 years or so, it really hasn't expanded and everyone has kind of fallen into their place in the group. But now that that group isn't all there anymore. But I also agree with you in that the way that the narrative presents it, it feels like, oh yeah, here's the weak guys. I mean, but it's Join not, but they're not, I mean, they're not paper. right. You've got, you've got Monel in here. You've got mm-hmm. uh, Colossal Boy, you've got Star Boy, you've got Timberwolf. You've well, got like some weak in terms of no, no, no. Power, but I'm, but, but I'm, that's what I'm saying is these are really good characters in this book. It's just the stories are not that engaging or that interesting, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And having something that's really, really tied into Telakian history mm-hmm. is one of those things that yeah, it might be interesting to delve into, but they really kind of don't delve into it, right? And they they the story brings up these you know we might even need to call them racial tensions between the people who are green yeah, and they the people never, who are blue do they bring up what the grievances are besides we are the hill people and you are the city people we are the we the, are the flyover country and you are the uh, the coastal elites the hill people did not want Kalok to join the united planets but the hill people well, did not have a voice in the ruling class and so the city people 
who are almost exclusively blue, made a decision for the whole planet to join the UP that uh, Lady Memory and the Hill people feel is not so cool. Welcome to American politics, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Maybe this is Kentucky rather than Alabama. I don't know. <laughs> well, but. I mean, it definitely feels like the middle part of America where you and I live and then the coastal elites kind of situation. But it's not <laughs> – I mean, it's not – I mean, yes, we don't want you to join the Legion of, of – uh, or the United Planets. Uh, we're going to do it anyway. Uh, don't the Hill people then benefit from all the protections uh, of the United Planets? Don't they get that special formula that makes them look like teenagers for 5,000 years they get they, that, they get a lot of stuff. That, that's probably no longer canon. I mean, probably not. But what I'm what I'm getting at is, unless the, you know, it's fine. They're in it. You can still have a grievance. But yeah. they should be benefiting the same as the blue people, as the, as the city folk. They should mm -hmm. be benefiting from UP membership. And if they're not, then that does bring up a reason of. Oh, look at the look at the the city people are keeping all of our benefits away from us. Those horrible people. Let's go in and and take them down. And and maybe that's maybe that's not explained, or maybe it will be explained in the future. Who knows? But uh, I just I just found everything just kind of weak. It feels like they didn't really delve into it. It's like you know we discussed the end of the the Invisible Kid return plot and how. It kind of felt like we've opened all of these cans of worms, but now we don't know what to do with it. This story feels like we've established some things. And we've brought out this character who could really add weird complexity and put, you know, a lot of stuff in here. And what it really comes down to is she's a plot point to bring up Monel's bad memories. And um, I don't usually do this in terms of spoilers, but Monel's bad memories are going forward, going to be one of the cornerstones of his character. This is something that is not going away. Yeah. Um, up until well, but until it becomes Valor, but then we go. That, that there we go. Uh, well, I mean, he dies like three times before that. So. Yeah, but you know, once once he's died that third time and comes back as Valor, then everyone's sure, like, oh yeah, I've I've got all my issues worked out. He's Monel. He's like uh, inverted color Superboy. He's going to die a lot. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, so there. Uh, it, it was just okay. What will be really interesting. So we've, we, you know, we read five of the mm -hmm. Legion of Superheroes. Now we've got four issues of Tales of Legion of Superheroes. Mm -hmm. Next episode, we're going to split it, right? So we're going to be looking at Legion of Superheroes Volume 3, Number 6, and yep. Tales of the Legion of Superheroes 320. And so that yep. probably will give us a better comparison. Uh, yeah. Side to side to say, oh, yes, they're obviously putting their A game in their prestige book and letting, even though it's the same creator, uh, right? you know, letting Mindy Newell. Well, actually, it's not the same creative team, right? I mean, Paul Levitz is just like, yeah, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. OK, go write it. So maybe it is not the same creative team. It's also not the same Mindy, art team. I believe that Mindy's um, contribution on the Legion side is... Mostly dialogue. Yeah, she's writing the actual so, dialogue. So that's, right. you know. But that may actually, you know, now that I think of it, that may explain why all of a sudden they're even more snotty. It's you know, not actually Paul doing it. But yeah. Yeah. And going going forward into future issues, assuming that we do, uh, the chronology is going, it's not going to be even, you know, one LSH, one TLSH. No, no, no. But, but I'm saying next while, time we'll it, be able it, to really compare and fall into that that for quite a while so yeah. yeah we will definitely see them side by side for like eight or nine episodes and 
Then one of them gets canceled, but I'm not telling which. Well, yes, but we'll get to that <laughs> in the future. That wraps it up for this installment of the Legion Clubhouse. Matthew, what did we learn this week? When you have a new character and you're not sure about her, just make sure her butt is on the cover and you're good to go. Her butt's on a lot of panels in this issue. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we also learned that uh, if you're going to split your team, you need to make sure that they're equally balanced and that the stories are equally interesting. And most importantly, we've learned that the monitor is going to burgle the Legion. That wraps it up for this installment of the Legion Clubhouse. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us and checking us out again this time. If you have questions, comments, etc., you know where to find us over on the Twitter space at Legion Clubhouse. A lot of people comment about the things that we say and do and provide some clarifications and corrections. And I really appreciate that. It's always good to know that there are more uh, people who are tuned in to the Legion. I didn't want to say nerdier. Matthew wanted me to say nerdier, but I just wanted to I just say not. that that they have more in-depth knowledge of this than we do. And we certainly appreciate all of your feedback. So until next time, I'm slightly blue guy. And I'm hypochondriac five. The Legion Clubhouse is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC, and is produced by Steven Schleicher. Your hosts were Matthew Peterson and Steven Schleicher. You can follow Matthew at Mighty King Cobra and Steven at Major Spoilers. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at Legion Clubhouse. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. I'm Jason Inman. Until next time, eat it, Grandpa. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.